Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. For the first time in 15 or so years, I'm not gathered with my church family in a sunrise service to be able to declare Christ is risen and to hear that response. He is risen indeed. But the reality is that is the heart of our faith. No matter what day of the year it is, no matter what season, no matter what holiday, the risen Savior is the heart of our faith. In fact, the Apostle Paul put it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If Christ has not been raised from the dead, your faith is futile. That is, it's empty, meaningless, and you are still in your sins. Listen, if Jesus hadn't been raised, then you have no hope. Your faith is empty. You're, you're, you're worshiping nothing if Jesus is still dead. And so today, as we celebrate this, this resurrection, Easter Sunday, I want to invite you to hear God's word with me in John chapter 20. Let me set the table a little bit to get us caught up to where this passage begins. Uh, a number of women had gone to the tomb. They went to grieve, but they also thought that they might be able to finish the anointing that was rushed on that Friday evening. And so they go to the tomb in search of Jesus and discover the stone's been rolled away and Jesus' body's not there. They go and they, they find the disciples and, and Peter and John, they rush out to see what has happened. And, and they get to the tomb and they discover, it's just like the women said, the tomb is empty and they find Jesus' grave cloths lying there. And, and so they leave. Now, everybody's gone except Mary Magdalene. And that's where we pick up in this scripture. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, They've taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they've laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascended to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. Wow, what a powerful, what an incredible scripture we read this morning. Here, Mary Magdalene is the first to see the risen Savior and the first to announce that he is alive. Bruce Larson, who is a Presbyterian minister and uh, a prolific writer, wrote, The events of Easter cannot be reduced to a creed or philosophy. We're not asked to believe the doctrine of the resurrection. We're asked to meet this person raised from the dead. In faith, we move from belief in a doctrine to the knowledge of a person. Ultimate truth is a person. We met him. He is alive. 
Now, Larson is not belittling doctrinal truth. That's important. The Bible's filled with theology. I mean, you could take a, a whole room full of the best Bible scholars and have them study just one gospel for their entire lifetimes, and, and they would, could not fathom the depths of, of theology and, and truth that we would find even in that one gospel. But there's something else we need to note here. The Bible is intensely personal. In fact, God is not some kind of, of force, some intangible thing out there. God is a person. The Bible is filled from Genesis to Revelation with people. People who have faults and failures, people who have hopes and dreams. It's full of people. And one of those people is Mary Magdalene. Now, who is this? Obviously, there are lots of Marys in the scripture. In fact, Jesus' own mother was named Mary. But this Mary Magdalene was from a, a town on the coast of the Sea of Galilee called Magdala. And we read that this Mary had seven demons cast out of her by Jesus. And so you would, you would rightly expect that she would have a, a deep affection and love for a, a one who would, who would cleanse her from these demons. And she began to be among that band who followed Jesus. She was one of his disciples. Now, we also find her at the crucifixion. What's interesting to note is uh, that we, we don't see all of the disciples, minus Judas Iscariot, of course. We don't find all the disciples gathered there at the crucifixion watching Jesus die. But we do find John and we find a group of women, including Mary Magdalene, who was there. So I guess it's not surprising we would find her among those who would come to the tomb to mourn and to grieve uh, the death of hopes and dreams the death of one who they thought was Messiah, they thought was Savior. And now the disappointment, the disillusionment that goes along with that, I would have to think that that is simply an overwhelming thing that has taken place. And so um, we find Mary. We find her at the tomb. She stoops and she looks inside to see where Jesus had been laid. What she sees instead are two angels. And then when she turns around, it's Jesus. And she's able to declare, I have seen the Lord. What a personal thing. It's not, I've heard secondhand reports about this or the angels told me this. No, 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 no. I have seen the Lord. I've had a personal encounter with Jesus face to face on this morning and she got the chance to declare that to others I have seen the Lord the joy that she experienced replaced all the grief the clarity that she now had replaced all the confusion and she was able to celebrate to rejoice that Jesus rose just as he promised. You see, that he, the disciples didn't get it. They didn't understand when Jesus said that, that he was going to have to die. He was going to be crucified, but rise again. But now, having seen the Lord, she could not doubt it. And very soon, many others would see Jesus too, face to face, have a personal encounter. One of the neatest ones is, is with, with Thomas, doubting Thomas, who gets to 
not only see Jesus, but to touch him, to put his hands in Jesus' wounds. Jesus did rise, just as he promised he would rise. And Mary got to proclaim, I have seen the Lord. Now, let me be honest. I have not seen Jesus face to face, not the way she did, not the way the other disciples did. But just as the Bible promised that Jesus would come the first time as Messiah and Savior, the Bible promises that Jesus will come again. And it gives me the assurance that as a child of God, as a person who has trusted in Jesus Christ, that I will see him face to face. I have a personal relationship with him now, but I will have a personal encounter with him that will make all the challenges of this life, all the difficulties, all the sacrifices, all those things worth it. Because Jesus is alive and in him I have life. But let me ask you this, this Easter morning, is it personal for you? Do you have a personal relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ? Do you have a personal, personal faith that Jesus is your Savior and your Lord? You see, I firmly believe that God wants this Easter to be personal for you. It's why he sent his son to die on a cross, to pay the price for your sins and for mine, to die for sinful humanity, that we might have a personal relationship with the God of the universe. When we see the cross, the sacrifice that Jesus made, that is not the end of the story. The tomb being empty, it's not the end of the story. It is an invitation to believe, to receive, to trust in Jesus as Savior and Lord, and to follow Him. If you'd like to do that, I'd love to hear uh, that decision of yours, and I invite you to send me an email at mynextsteps at gracefellowship.ws. We'll be happy to follow right back up with you and to share with you what it means to have a personal and growing relationship with Jesus Christ. I share good news with you today. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Father, thank you for this truth, for this hope that is not just for me, but for millions who would trust and believe in your Son as Savior. I pray this in his name. Amen.